Hey, this is Chris, and you're listening to Her Pocketbook Podcast. You already know what to do. Grab that glass of wine or that herbal tea, find that cozy place, and take this ride with us through Her Pocketbook. So let me start the conversation out with this. Um, I kind of feel a certain way about the fact that most Black families, in most Black families, there's always somebody that embarks on a journey of entrepreneurship. Um, this person may be the hustler of the family, the jack of all trades, or the master of none. Yet in essence, this person is only trying to embrace an opportunity to create something for the family but the lack of support from the family is what hinders the opportunity to be everlasting. The hesitation may be anything from fear, lack of knowledge, or just attachment from the dream itself. But whatever the case, the fear of wealth and success has to stop right now with our generation. We have to educate ourselves with the skills and tools to create and maintain what is ours, not just for the moment, but for the years to come. Tonight, I am happy to have my sister this evening with me to talk about this ongoing phenomenon. Creating generational wealth among Black families has endured so much criticism, destruction, and negativity. There's no wonder why so many of us are lacking knowledge of what should be our current goldmine. So Siobhan, my sister, we're going to dive right in with your journey on learning how to create generational wealth within your own experience. Like, just give us a breakdown of you and what this journey has been with you. So prior to us talking on uh, Mike, we, you know, kind of talked about or we're experiencing right now <laughs> how she has gone on a journey from thinking about it to actually doing it. So right now, if you can just dive in, like I said, um, give us your journey on how you learn how to, hey, let me zone in start creating this generational wealth and just get to it well first of all thank you um we know that nowadays you know we all have to kind of find our own right and this platform is you finding some of your own so to bring me on here to bring um all of the other guests friends family on here just to kind of talk and educate other black women other black folks like that is the the beginning right of, mm-hmm. of the journey for everyone so even if yeah. one person gets something from every single thing that all of us have been able to speak about on season one and season two like that is the yeah. seed that's planted right yeah um and this is something i was actually thinking about before as we were talking and before we got on mic um you know, we're discussing like a journey to generational wealth. And one thing that I realized as we kind of got older, I don't know if you even remember the stories of Grums, right? And how she actually started some of the process. It, we had a bit of a setback if we're talking, you know, familial setback. And then we almost mm-hmm. had to like start over again. Um, yeah. So I'll, let me let me break in with that. Yes. So her speaking on the familiar familiar setbacks. Mm-hmm. Grums is our great grand great grandmother, mm-hmm. and you know back then 
it was a time of, you know, we're going to create this for ourselves. Mm -hmm. Everybody had houses. We have houses for our children. So our children's children can have houses. And the setback Mm -hmm. being her passing, Mm -hmm. right? And within most of Black families, um, which is, is so sad to say, because this is nothing that anybody is just foreign to within a Black family. You have one big house, great grandmother's house, big mama's house, whatever you want to call it. Medea's house. <laughs> Medea's house. When she passes, yeah. all hell breaks loose. Mm-hmm. We've got brothers and sisters fighting over property, mm-hmm. fighting over money, money that doesn't have to go anywhere, mm-hmm. that could stay right where it is and everyone get their light bulb on (laughs) and and come together and start creating but you know I just wanted to put that in there when we were talking about Grums Grums was our great grandmother and she had it all set out for us but but then (laughs) but and see that's the interesting part mind you we didn't learn that until we became adults right so that wasn't something that was mind you financial you know stability uh having your own saving money that was instilled but a lot of those stories um we didn't hear that until we became adults you know so so we didn't even know all the backstory and you know that's a whole other conversation but a part of what can hinder a lot of black families and communities from you know um creating and maintaining generational wealth is you know we're just getting to the point where in our communities we're laying it all out there here are my mistakes here's what i did or didn't do so let me then teach you so i don't make the same mistakes or you don't make the same mistakes excuse me right so that's a new thing right right? telling everyone in the family right what not to do usually we come from that space of well shoot i did it and you just gonna have to figure it out on your own. And I think as of right, recently, right. it's like, no, we're going to look, I learned this, I'm gonna share this with you. Right. Yeah, like why can't you give me this blue? Exactly, exactly. <laughs> so kind of the backtrack, because I know I kind of went went out, but from the beginning, I and I talked to you about this. Um, when it came to my own personal financial journey. You know, I was just like everyone else, student debt, car note. All right, so let me go back a little further just to kind of talk about what started my personal journey before we go too far into, you know, the whole familiar uh, (laughs) (laughs) lessons and all of that because we could talk about all that. That'll be all day too, right? Right. But for my personal journey, um, I have a good friend from college, Brittany B. Jones. Uh, She actually, what was supposed to be a joke what two years ago she sent me a Dave Ramsey video and for anybody who's familiar with Dave Ramsey older white I think southern I want to say either southern or midwestern um guy who talks all about basically having your own if you don't have the cash you don't buy it when you are paying debt you're basically taking your money and giving it to other people right and 
he has a radio show, a platform, and basically he was just going hard on one of his callers. Um, so like I said, what was supposed to be a joke actually was kind of my light bulb, right? I started just thinking about what he was saying and how if we're really talking about the black community, sometimes we have to take those nuggets from other communities um, because of how fragmented right, our culture, our traditions can be. We sometimes have to take nuggets from those other communities to say, hold on, wait a minute. There's something here, right? There, there's something to this. And that's what happened to me. Um, I was just like everybody else, you know, paying credit card, paying um, uh, car notes, paying student loans, and thinking that was just what it was going to be for the rest of your life. That's what you do. That it just sticks with you until, you know, you pay your minimum payments until whenever. Right. Um, but then he just started talking about just some different ways of being and living, and it just resonated with me. Um, so basically, it was all about you focus on paying all of those folks off, all of those debts off, paying out that money that is just old and doesn't serve like where you need to be right now. And basically you start at zero and you start looking at your future with your money. You use the money that you get from, you know, all of your streams of income and you keep it and you do with it what you will. Right? right, you do with it what you want, and even that the thought of wait, the money that I make, you know, if it's a good paying job, if it's a few jobs, just the thought of the money that I get to make, I get to keep, and yes, you pay your you know, your essentials, right? What, whatever you know, it is um, included in what your is foundation, budget or whatever, yeah, right? But you also get this extra that to pay yourself to pay yes. yourself mm -hmm. to keep right mm -hmm. to fund you know and this is another conversation too to fund college for your child so they're not paying debt you know they're not paying into debt just all of these things it just opened up a new um way of thinking new opportunities just a new thought process for me you know so that's yeah. where it all started a couple of years ago so yeah well it's it's funny because you know when a lot of people think of dave ramsey and you know this is <laughs> just skepticism like mm -hmm. oh i gotta say i gotta do this and i gotta and i can't and i gotta pay all this blah, blah, blah. but the reality is like paying off your stuff or saving for yourself or paying yourself like, what's the harm in that? You know, like, mm -hmm. there's this myth that, mm -hmm. oh, if I'm saving, you know, I, I'm just not doing right by my money. Mm -hmm. Oh, my, my money's not going to do anything if I'm just saving it. Or, we're not talking about putting it under the mattress and just keeping it right. there. <laughs> we're talking about living within your means, yep. you know, taking care of what you know is essential. Like you said, taking care of what you know is essential and whatever the excess is mm -hmm. you doing with that excess what you please now here's the key right mm -hmm. what are you gonna do with that excess yeah right yeah that's that's the trick about it so when we're thinking of like you said with generational wealth and mm -hmm. uh, you know with that excess am i going to 
save money to put down on house? Am I going to uh, get a car? Am I going mm-hmm. to put money in more money in my you know RIA or my uh, savings with my job? Am I going to put that money into my kids' account? Mm-hmm. So you know, I it, it's just weird that people just have this myth and you know their noses are turned up at oh well, I don't want to do this and now what if, if I want to go out or whatever? <laughs> now is the time, especially with this pandemic. What else you gonna do with your money? Yep. Well, let me say this <laughs> because in in actuality, as I look out into the world right now, everything is. I was just talking about this uh, <laughs> last week. Everything is literally going back to normal. Yep. And I say that in essence as you know, stuff's coming back on TV. Things are opening back up. People are spending money on just you know BS now. Yeah. So. In the time that we were truly on lockdown, what else were you going to do with your money? Mm-hmm. Well, and and here's the other thing I wanted to bring up as you were talking about, you know, saving. One thing, again, going back to kind of, you know, I didn't I didn't follow his steps to the T, but there were certain things that resonated. One thing that I got from him and just this whole process was the if you're in the negative in one pot and you're trying to save in another you're if you're talking about overall you're still in the negative so you're not really even doing anything with your money if you're saving if you're putting if you're if, if you're trying to save if you're trying to invest when you're already you're already in the negative from jump right right meaning right. having to kind of deal with that pot in a sense, before spending, before saving, before letting it sit, all of that. So I, I, I even think like that simple math, people have to kind of understand. And, and that's what was my light bulb. Like, wait a minute, if I'm negative, I'm just throwing a number, negative 10,000, but I'm steadily trying to save 10,000, I'm actually at zero. Because zero. I'm still right, right, right. pulling from that 10,000 that I think I have that I really don't have because I'm in the negative somewhere else, you know? And back to what you said about lockdown, unfortunately, a lot of folks, and you and I talked about this, unfortunately, a lot of folks didn't take advantage of a full year of when we didn't have the opportunity to go out and spend frivolously, right? When we didn't have the opportunity to go out to eat, when we didn't have the opportunity, right, to do all of these extra things that kind of chip away at whatever our our goal should be, if you have a goal, money goal. Um, Unfortunately, some folks didn't do that. So it turned that QVC syndrome. I was just about to say, it turned to Amazon, it turns to <laughs> all online. It turns yeah, to that, over- that old school home shopping. Network. Yeah, <laughs> or you overcompensated because you were in the house. Well, it's like, well, I'm in the house, so I'm going to buy for when we're able to, you know, um, go out next year or whatever the case is. So yeah, um, so yeah, I just think for me, especially if you if we're talking about like people who have that thought process of well why save it or oh I got to you know do all these extra steps it's like well what's your goal if you don't have a like and and here's the thing this is a disclaimer right this conversation isn't for folks who don't have a goal if 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 you have the mentality or the philosophy or if you're not ready to let go of that thought process of 
I go to work, I make money to spend money, then this probably isn't going to be the conversation for folks. But for people who are like, hmm, I have this goal. I really don't understand what I'm not doing or what I'm doing or how to maybe be a bit better with my money, then this might be kind of a conversation um, starter about like, what are some steps that I can take? What are some things that I can or cannot do? Or what are some things that I decide to do or decide not to do? And that's really what it's all about. Like having that goal, having the commitment to the goal and being disciplined when it comes to that. And that is a small money goal. That's general, you know, generational wealth. You know, that's all of that. It comes down to a true goal, commitment and discipline to that goal. Okay, I'm going to segue because you talk about discipline and goals. Yeah. What are your thoughts on, because when I scroll through Instagram, Facebook, hell, even watch YouTube, Mm -hmm. everybody and their mom is selling a package, a course. Mm -hmm. Come learn. And, you know, they're charging anything from $50 to $500. And and when I look at it, it's kind of like a contradiction to me. Because <laughs> right. I'm already in, I'm already in a state where I'm trying to figure out how to do better with my money, but you are enticing me with this. Hey, I can get you together. I can teach you the tools to get your money right. I can teach you the tools to turn zero into whatever. I can teach you the tools how to be from low income to owning a home. Yeah. But the contradiction again is, but I got to give you $500. This is $500 that I kind of don't have. And I was already trying to figure out how I could, you know, utilize this 500, save this 500, get another 500 on top of that. Um, So when you think about, or, you know, when I say that, what are your views on the myth of, oh, I can't do it on my own. I have to take a course. Mm -hmm. So I think we're in this culture, right? Uh, Buy a course, buy a course, right? Because what it allows folks to do, it allows them to purchase, right? This perfectly, and that's in quotes, but this perfectly packaged step-by-step kind of blueprint guideline. And I get it. So this is no slight to somebody who is who wants to do that me because I knew what my goals were which was living on less buying less um sacrificing certain things and I hate using that word because a lot of times people um that's a negative connotation but for me I'm like look for every one course that's five hundred dollars I know there might be 10 to 20 videos that I could listen to. And a lot of folks who are listening to this podcast know what this saying is. I can listen to it, um, eat the meat and spit out the bones, right? So what I did when I watched that first video, I'm like, hmm, okay. There's a couple of things here that relate to me. Let me click on, and it, it was a rabbit hole, right? I would say <laughs> I spent a good, you know, hour or so, but I'm like, well, let me click on this next video that talks about student loans, right? Because that was what was relevant to me at that at that moment. 
So I took out my my notebook, old school notebook and pen. Here and there. Clicked on the next one. Pen and pad. Pen and pad, exactly. <laughs> so I, I think it's about choice. You know, I do think that, again, the culture, Instagram culture, even YouTube culture, it's like, hey, you know, you get the pop-up commercial. Hey, you want to know how to pay off debt in a year? Well, here's my course. Okay, well, what if I don't need to, I want to pay off debt, but I'm okay with it taking two to three years, right? That's the other right. thing, patience. We know that anything that comes too quickly probably isn't the best, you know, um, process. And you're probably not going to learn a lot. It's just going to happen. Whereas if it takes a bit longer, you're going to learn a lot more, you know. So I think it's great for folks who, um, again, just want something that's perfectly packaged. They want something easy. They, you know, this might be controversial, but they want somebody to tell them what to do instead of, going back to discipline them having their own self-discipline to say well no I want this house I know I'm five thousand dollars away from my down payment so I know I can't go spend a thousand dollars to go to insert whatever tropical vacation with my girls I might have to say no to them this time around and loop back around in 2022 you know um so yeah, I, I think it's choice, but it also, like you said, has to do with, well, if I'm already in this predicament, you know, spitting out $500,000 for a class, you know, that's counterproductive to exactly what I'm trying to do, which is make better decisions for my finances. Um and I know another kind of controversial idea is, oh, well, invest in yourself, right? So this course is about investing in yourself. Okay, well, you can invest in different ways. You can invest when it comes to your time, right? Which is what I did. I took the time. I said, look, I'm not going to pay for it. I'm going to just take the time out to look, right? Where some folks... And, and learn and for learn free. And learn for free. It there. takes a little longer, but I'm going to learn for free, you know? Um, so it, it's really about choice, right? So I'm not going to knock anybody who just wants to go ahead and sign up. But I am here to tell folks that you can do it by yourself, right? You can do the research. You can find the little gems that you need to find that are customizable to what your goals are, what's important to you, and what your situation is. So Now, you said something when you were talking, living with mm -hmm. less kind of living with more yeah. basically what I got out of mm -hmm. it um that's just a concept to sit mm -hmm. on <laughs> because so many of us just feel like we have to have all this stuff <laughs> all this stuff validates yep. us all this stuff makes us popular who we yep. are but yet we're hindering ourselves from what we truly want yep. to do you know we're we're wasting you know, being frivolous with our money, wasting money on things that we truly don't need, probably don't even want. But, you know, society is just filling us with, oh, you know, this is the new, get the new, get the new, new. How did you, like, within your journey, you know, how did you, like, fight off those <laughs> temptations? Well, to be honest, I think 
it, it was about alignment because like I said, two years ago, I was kind of introduced to the concept of, and you know, we know it's called minimalism, you know, and there's so many definitions of it, right? For me, minimalism basically means, look, what do I need? Do I have what I need? Okay, we'll start from there. Like not trying to do too much, not trying to get extra, still enjoying my life, right? So like you were saying earlier, um, in the show, still inserting those things that are going to, you know, uh, make me happy and allow me to live my life. But what do I truly need? And I think that it's an individual, um, um, I, I think it's an individual concept to say, all right, well, what's needed? Because I'm, I have one child, right? But I have friends who have multiple children, so their needs are going to be different from mine. Um, they might need to get a new car. I don't. They may need a bigger space, right? Um, at that moment, I may not. So for me, when we talk about living with less and minimalism and all these different like stamps, it is about need. You know, it, it came at a perfect time because COVID hit. So it allowed me to better assess what my needs were because I wasn't tempted by, you know, I was really never like, let me just hop online and buy something. I was always that person where it's like, ooh, it's a nice day. Let me go to an outdoor mall and walk around. Like that's where it was for me. It was just like, let me just go and look around. I gotta gotta see it feel it. (laughs) So COVID was like, up, I'm taking all of that. So I'm like, okay, well, I'm just sitting Mm -hmm. here and we, we know with our, our meetings and all that, shoot, we didn't have to buy as many work clothes, so there were no excuses there. Yeah. No, not yeah. many pants and shoes, so let's be honest about that. Maybe shirts and makeup. The, the only thing that kind of plummeted would be food exactly. in the house. You yeah. Know? yeah, but even that is like limited to go into the grocery store. So even that, it was like, all right, well, yeah. shoot, we're only allowed to go this amount of places to go out to eat anyway so that was minimized um so i think it was timing covid hit and that just allowed me to assess it and it all goes back like i said what is the goal like what's important to me what was important was getting my debt to zero so i could start saving for a house and that was it that was the tunnel vision goal you know um i like to set goals kind of chapter by chapter so I move from next so that was the money financial goal um when it came to living with less I think that was again more of a personal decision because it was just like look and I want to go back to this because you and I talked about this the privilege of being able to say I can live with less you know, um, mm-hmm. a lot of times, even with my personal research and um, findings, folks who conceptualize this this whole minimalist phenomenon, it was based off of only having less, right? So this is all we had yeah. anyway. Yeah. So what we're gonna do yeah. <laughs> is be grateful for what we have, utilize what we have, right? definitely always trying to strive for more but this is all we need um and you know i know you've heard about this but some of 
the countries and and um, places where I think it's like living off of $75,000 or less, folks are actually the happiest or 75,000, excuse me, is like that threshold where happiness and having more money, it, it just doesn't, you know, align. So that that's like that sweet spot in a lot of places. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I, I think for going back to how I was able to do it or how I was able to be disciplined, it was just about always going back to that common goal, always going back to what do you want? All right. Is this $25? Yes, not that much. But where else could you put that? Um, I could put that towards the down payment. Mm, do I really need it? Am I going anywhere? Nope. All right, twenty-five thousand or twenty-five to you know the down payment fund, as opposed to mm-hmm. the Amazon purchase or whatever. So, mm-hmm. yeah, and a lot of just setting up people that have regular paychecks, mm-hmm. just you know setting up something that just yes. automatically goes somewhere you, you're not gonna yes miss it anyway. that was the that that was the you don't you one. don't you really yep. don't think about how much yep. you don't miss if yep. it's not there and I actually did that um when I got my new position I said look I was already living off of this amount so I don't care how much more I'm making I'm going I was fine living off of this amount so what I'm gonna do I'm gonna set it up so that each time I get paid I'm still only living off of this amount. So anything extra, that's direct deposit into my savings. I don't even see it. So it's almost like, if you think about it, I was actually playing a mind game with myself because I didn't even allow myself to see the extra that I was saving. To the point sometimes- yeah, it's like said and forget it. To the point sometimes I would look, I'd be like, whoa, wait a minute. I'm like, oh, okay, Whew. wait a minute. <laughs> it's already in my savings because <laughs> I was still, really, I was still living as if I was still making that lower income and I still allowed myself, you know, little things here and there because I knew it was, you know, I knew I had some extra, but I just, until I, until I reached that goal, I didn't allow myself to look at this excess as, oh, I'm just about to spend it. It's like, no, this is for that goal. Keep your eye on the prize, right? Um, so that's actually a good point. Yeah. Setting yourself up to not even see it until you get to the point where you know you have enough for whatever your goal is. And I'm saying whatever your goal is because one other thing that I think a lot of platforms, a lot of people do, they try to tell people what you need to do. You need to do, even if we're going back to Dave Ramsey. Yeah, where yeah. your money needs to go. Even if you're going yeah. to Dave Ramsey, he tells you these seven steps. And first I was going to share them, but then I decided to pull back because I said, well, I'm not going to tell people what they need to do. Um, what I want to share with people is the same level of discipline that you have, whether it's on your job, your health goals, you can do that financially too. You get up every morning, you work out, right? You can get up every morning and check your account. You can set up your account so that you have X amount going into your savings per paycheck, right? You can budget out um, your money down to a T. How much am I gonna spend on groceries? If I know I'm gonna spend 200 and the bill is 205, something has to be put back and committing to that. You know? Yeah. So, yeah, discipline. discipline. 
So what would your last kind of words be? So someone's listening to this and they're just like, you know, I have all these mm-hmm. goals. I make this set amount of money. I don't even know step one <laughs> to even trying to get there. Like, you know, I've, I'm at the point where I can mm-hmm. pay all my bills, but you know, I just have this extra money and you know, the pandemic's over and I'm taking trips. I'm going out again. The lounges are open. <laughs> <laughs> Outdoor dining is open, yep. you know, um, you know, based on whatever goal that they have, mm-hmm. be it a house, be it, I need a new car, be it, you know, I've got to get my kids in a better school, be it, I just have to move to get my kids in a better school, whatever the case may be, what would your kind of final words as a step one be for them in, in your experience? So when I, when I say this, you know, of course, you know, my sister's on here, we're talking about just, you know, this is just real talk. We're talking about our experiences, where we're coming from, how we feel about things. And this is in no way to just, you know, like you said, put anything on anybody, tell anybody what to do. But there's somebody listening right now that's in the exact same predicament or, you know, is trying to get to the exact same predicament and they have no clue. And this could be something they stumble upon and find some kind of answers. So, with all of that, like, what would be the step one? And, and step one can just be foundational. So, from your, from what you have learned, from your experiences in doing what you have done your own way, what would your step one be if you were to tell somebody, if someone came to you and asked, which, where should I even start? no matter what step be logging into that online baking right getting that pen and paper and for instance and this might be perfect um we're recording the day before the first of the month right so if someone goes into their account they're able to maybe look back two or three months write down all the transactions, the debits, all of, you know, the swipes of the credit cards that are a necessity. Um, Write down everything that is a need and by need. And again, I don't want to tell people what in the spirit of really just giving folks foundation. What are you paying for? Rent or mortgage? Um, Anything that has to do with keeping the roof of mortgage you know, we're, we're in a PG&E territory. So PG&E, food, everything that feeds, mm-hmm. lights, yeah, lights, right? Lights, heat, all of those necessities. What is that, right? So take that out, write it down. How much is that? Those are your needs. Absolute. Everything else, right? And needs are also, you know, you need car insurance. You need to pay your car. No, yeah. those are the things that take you from point A to yeah. point B. So things like that. But then right. start looking at all the other... All, all those yes, survival... everything you need to survive. But start looking at the other items. Look at that TJ Maxx transaction. You know, what's going on with that Marshall's uh, $250 purchase? You know, things like that. I So... If we're talking about final words, I would say people have to be honest about what's really going on because I think a lot of things that happen, you said it yourself, like people don't know where to start. They just don't know. And it's like, well, 
you start there because those are the facts. The fact is that is your spin. Those are your spending habits. And you have to be real with yourself about what your spending habits are because if you filter out the need transactions and you find that you have $500, $600 that you're spending on all this other stuff, well, there you go. <laughs> That's your $500, $600 right there per month. That could be, you know, um, taking you closer to your financial goal with whatever that is. Um, So step one, honesty. Get that good old pen and paper. Um, I think there are a lot of different um, apps and, you know, different um, um, tools that and resources that folks can use. But for me, what I found is writing down so that um, hand-eye coordination, that is what's really going to um, give you a good idea of what's going on with your own money. Um, there are different types of... Yeah, that, that yeah. in your own hand. And writing it down, you're like, <laughs> You know, you got to hold accountability what? to that. Ooh, wait, what? You yeah. know? Um, so yeah, first step, honesty, be honest with yourself. So log in and look at it. Don't be ashamed, right? Because what's happened, what's spent is spent. That's it. You know? Yeah. Yeah. You're, yes. you're looking at your reality. It is what it yes. is. It's you, you did you know? it. So it, it was really, I really wanted to like, just, um, especially just be on here and share the fact that folks can't, you, you can use these tools and resources um, in the classes, but I also think that we have kind of lost the art of relying on ourselves and our intuitions at the end of the day. If it's you and your laptop and your notebook, you know, oh, I shouldn't have spent that, or oh, I'm never going to pay for that again, or oh, I probably should return this, and that'll give me that $200, $300. Um, and we've just lost that. You spoke about this, people getting pulled each way with buying this, buying that. I think we have to get back, and this is kind of wrapping and back up into just, you know, who we are as people, right? We have to get back to that intuition, that gut feeling of, hmm, I know what I need to do. Am I making the right choices? <laughs> right? Because at the end of the day, it's a choice. Am I making the right choices to get there? And if the answer is no, be real about that. Not shaming yourself, but understanding that you have to get to the reality before you can move forward and make just better choices and, and make strides towards wherever you need to be, whether it's financially um, or, or, or whatever aspect of your life. So, yeah. Well, <laughs> I thank you because this platform, you know, I'm just trying to make it a place. Well, not trying because mm-hmm. it already is. <laughs> it's a place where, like I said, we can yes. just have real talk. You know, we're sharing our own experiences. We're talking, just you know, having conversations about mm-hmm. real life stuff. Like it. And I appreciate you coming from a place of, I had to start with me, you know, so I don't, I'm not trying to give you all this advice or whatever, but the one thing that you are giving to people is you have to start with yourself. 
nothing's nothing's gonna take place until you sit down like you said with your pen and paper and your laptop whatever and you sit down and you look at what you have going on and you be real with yourself about what you want to do where you're at mm-hmm. and how you're gonna get there and the key from what everything I've heard you say is literally yes your mindset your goal and the discipline to do so so with that said i want to thank Thank you you. so much like real sister sister. i know we talked about (laughs) well no sister friend too yeah i know the sisterhood sister friends but this is like blood sister like all of mama daddy But I just want to thank you. Thank you for being part of this. And I thank everybody that comes on here. I'm just Mm -hmm. loving it at this point. Um, My goal for 2021 was, I said this before, but my goal was to, you know, really get the podcast back on and just have some real content. You know, I didn't want to indulge in pop culture, what's going on today, what's going on in social media, in the media. No, I wanted to have real conversations that would last time so it on it could be 2025 and people still going to be talking about right. what we're talking about <laughs> because it's still going to be going on and somebody's still going to be trying to find that space where they need to start wherever and i want all of our yes. black voices to be a place where they can come and find that so with all my guests with you especially I just thank you for being here thank you for the support thank you for sharing Um, that's another thing like being able to share our stories and the people that I do have on here I'm just so thankful that we're open (laughs) open to just talk about whatever and it'd be on some real stuff so you know thank you thank you thank you thank you so much Um, and with that, you know, have you a good evening. I know you were sipping on something I was too, but you know, like you said, it's going to, we're coming up on the first of the month and let's remind everybody that March 1st, starting March 1st is, uh, basically Mm -hmm. women's month, all women. So we're, we're leaving black history month. We're not leaving it, but you know, per se, we're leaving the celebration month, but for us, we're moving right into a whole nother yeah. movement of another month. So the celebration just okay. keeps on going. It's the month of women, but hey, we, we're pulling from February, bringing into March okay. Black women. So that's another platform mm-hmm. we're trying to set here too. Well, I thank you for having me on and everyone else who's been on, um, I can personally say I know each and every one of them. Um, one thing that I take from this podcast and this platform, um, not only you being my sister, but knowing that everyone that you have interviewed is interconnected, right? You are kind of, it's like a web, you know, and everyone is doing their thing. Everyone is having their goals. You have to remember as black women, we are raising the next generation. So to have all these powerful, positive educated, amazing, beautiful, just all of these women who are mothers to the next generation. There's just so much to be said about that. So just to even have us all on this platform and kind of inter, you know, twined, that's powerful. 
Yeah, showing a good light on That's powerful, for real. <laughs> I want to thank all my guests this evening. You know, it truly warms my heart to be able to vibe with women of like minds. We have so much to offer this world, and it's a damn powerful move when we can offer it all together. Ladies, there are so many more conversations to come. I don't want you to miss one word. So make sure you subscribe to Her Pocketbook Podcast on any of your favorite podcast platforms. <laughs>